Well, every blessing to you all. Welcome back to my open air pulpit. Double digits this morning, 14, 15 degrees Celsius. October feels more like May or June or maybe early spring. And I think maybe another week or two, we will enjoy an extended Indian summer, which if we do, this will be the longest Indian summer for many a year and praise the Lord for that. The more sun we are exposed to, the better for our well-being and of course vitamin C keeps colds and flu away so if you want to stay on top of your health and we are what we eat increase your vitamin C vitamin D get as much sun as you can when you can uh, when you can walk and exercise don't oversleep don't undersleep don't overeat obviously keep yourself healthy and if you look after yourself your body will look after you and if you stay close to the Lord he will stay close to you we are a body soul and spirit and sometimes we spend a lot of time speaking about the spiritual side of our natures as Christians, but we need to also look at our physical side uh, when it comes to our natures, because like I say, we are what we eat. Well, I think we are probably nudging nearer each and every day, I'm sorry to say, towards a second lockdown. And what the government have been doing over the last two or three months have been imposing local lockdowns, lifting them, reimposing, lifting even restaurants are now being told to close by 10 p.m. And in parts of the country, they are closed altogether. You have to arrange a takeaway. I don't grudge people having a meal with friends and family. And apparently on top of that, you can't even listen to loud music in restaurants. The government is getting carried away, enjoying the power which is going to their heads. And there's talk of a backbench rebellion against Boris Johnson due to the ongoing draconian laws being introduced into the UK but I think what's going to happen over the next few weeks will be a second lockdown I hope I'm wrong when I say that but I think that's what's going to happen later this month and I think what will come around that same time like surprise surprise everybody uh, we've got the vaccine left arm right arm where do you want it and if you take it we can lift the lockdowns we can allow people to go back to normal of course normal as we used to know will be forever consigned to the history pages we are now living in a new normal whatever that is and people say give me the jab i want to return to a level of freedom which like i say is gone and after all this uh, psychological warfare not being able to meet with friends and family the rule of six as it's called in the uk now no more than six can meet at any given time but not indoors outdoors i mean this is incredible just 12 months ago had i been told about this i would have said it's something out of a science fiction movie but here we are 2020 and we've got it all over the place all over the world and after breaking people down over a period of weeks and months people say okay give me the jab left arm that's good or right arm that's good which of course is a picture of the mark of the beast right hand forehead and uh, once you take the mark of the beast there is no going back of course just for the record i'm not overly sure that the vaccine is as sinister or nefarious as the mark of the beast which once you take you are forever damned of course but i wouldn't be taking the vaccine and i won't be taking the vaccine i saw a video maybe four or five months ago about vaccines and parts of what they put into vaccines are aborted babies so before you rush to your local doctor's practice to take the jab which may appear in the next two or three months if not less you want to do your own research speak to your GP and say what is in the vaccine can you promise can you rule out uh, aborted baby parts mercury another 
horrific uh, ingredients which are put into vaccines because once you take the vaccine you can't have it uh, reversed and if you go back to when Tony Blair was in office for memory was it 2004 2005 they had a child born to them Leo Blair named after Tony Blair's uh, father of course at the time it was the RRR I forget what it stood for and uh, a lot of people saying at the time is young Leo going to have the jab because at the time it was compulsory for young children and if you had children around four five and six 2004, 2005, 2006, uh, newborn babies around that time, you were basically forced to uh, inject your child with the triple R, which may come to me in a minute, and uh, Downing Street never announced whether or not uh, the Blair baby had the vaccine, which leads me to believe that he did not. And yet parents all over the country were forced to have it. So yes, the vaccine is a picture in a loose sort of a way to the mark of the beast, but the mark of the beast will be connected directly to the Antichrist. You can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. And it could be that if you don't take the vaccine, you won't be able to travel very far. I guess it's not implausible to suggest that uh, supermarkets won't allow you to enter without a certificate to show you've taken the vaccine or jump on a plane or a train or go from A to B if you haven't got the jab, haven't had it uh, given to you, if you haven't received it, you won't be boarding public transportation. Even in America, Trump is pushing for the vaccine. In the UK, Boris is pushing for the vaccine. You can't escape it. It's everywhere. And like I said last week in Australia, it is going to be mandatory to take the jab. So we are looking at a level of psychological warfare, which we haven't seen in the West even during World War II, and it's kind of frightening in some ways, but not surprising to see even liberal conservative governments pushing for greater control. And yet backbench conservative MPs are going to rise up, apparently we will see, and force Boris to back down. But at the moment, all politicians are all singing from the same hymn sheet. The media, of course, are whipping up the people into a frenzy. But one final time, 98% of the population will escape it, won't get it, 2% may get it, and out of the 2% that may get it, 1% may go on to be hospitalized, and even half of 1% will go on to die. And people say, well, we have to protect those who are vulnerable, and yet the majority being held captive, forced into lockdown, you can't do this, you can't do that, to protect the so-called vulnerable who have underlined health problems, just move my bag out of the way, uh, about babies being aborted. Who's looking out for those poor, young, unborn children? Nobody cares for them, only for those who are living and breathing today. But anyway, I want to look at Isaiah chapter 13 this morning. And I was reading this a few nights ago, I thought, what's a mysterious piece of scripture. As a preacher, I always like to read the Old Testament. I get a lot of good sermon outlines from the Old Testament. The Old Testament is God dealing with the nations. The New Testament, he's dealing with individuals. A lot of good truths back in the Old Testament. Of course, the main theme of the Old Testament is about King Jesus returning to judge the entire world. And if you think of the Old Testament, in fact, the Old Testament is basically all those pages. Can you see that? Let me just jump into a few pages here. Just uh, grab a batch of... Uh, non-inspired pages, handwritten notes. 
But all these pages here, can you see that? All these pages, Old Testament. Over two thirds of the Old Testament was written in circulation before Jesus Christ came and the New Testament is what? A fraction of the Old Testament. If you look at the Old Testament, the main theme of it is a king and a kingdom, like I say. And most of the Old Testament is still to come to pass. Some people say, well, the Church of Rome decided what the Old Testament was. That, of course, is a lie. There was no church around when the Old Testament was written. Luke 24 says how the Old Testament, again, uh, from Genesis to uh, Malachi, the Old Testament was the law of the prophets and the Psalms. No church told you that. I made a slight mistake last week. The uh, Apocrypha, which the Church of Rome used, is interlaced into the Old Testament. Whereas in the King James Bible, before it was taken out, uh, thanks to Charles Spurgeon, it was put at the end of the Old Testament, before the New Testament. So if you are a Catholic reading the Old Testament, the Apocrypha, the Apocrypha is, in, is uh, interlaced into your Old Testament. And you would think it's inspired, when of course it is not. But like I said, I was reading through uh, Isaiah 13 a few nights ago, and I thought this is going to be one of the most mysterious pieces of scripture. And I thought, while well, the weather was still very nice for this time of the year, and it's getting warmer as the morning goes by, I thought I'd come up to the pulpit this morning and attempt to exegete some of these verses. Isaiah 13, written 700 BC. Let's begin in verse 19. And Babylon the glory of kingdoms like every kingdom looked up to babylon back in the old testament and that will return in the new in the new testament revelation speaks about people weeping and wailing when babylon started to implode from within i guess when the roman empire started to implode from within or uh, alexander the great's kingdom started to implode from within or the british empire started to implode from within people were beside themselves they couldn't believe it what is going on they thought such a kingdom would last forever and of course it did not and babylon the glory of kingdoms the beauty of the chaldees excellency shall be as when god overthrew sodom and gomorrah well of course that's one of the most famous accounts back in the old testament of god dealing with immorality and depravity people sleeping around uh, immorality animals being a part of such depravity and it goes back to what i said a few weeks ago that british guy returned from a overseas trip had awful headaches terrible pain and after an mri and a cat scan he was told he had incurable syphilis of the eyes and that guy is having to live with his sin and as long as he lives he'll have that awful pain in his head syphilis eating away at his brain but babylon the glory of the kingdoms the beauty of the Chaldees, a bit of sarcasm there. And yet from the standpoint of society, Babylon was considered to be the greatest kingdom of all time. If you go back to Genesis chapter 11, like the Babel incidents, they all came together, all speaking one language, wanted to reach heaven their own way. And the Lord said, no, I want three groups of people. I want the Negroes, I want the Orientals, I want the Caucasians, I want the Shemites, I want the uh, Gentiles, and I want uh, from both groups, from uh, the uh, Gentiles and the Shemites, I want the church to appear, of course. And he went down and he struck them all 
with the language of confusion, they are forced to replenish the earth. The idea that everybody is the same is a farce. If you think of Britain, for example, who would say that Britain is the same as Belize? Well, nobody would, of course. Or Angola is the same as America. Or uh, Germany is the same as Ghana. Well, of course, nobody would say that. We're all different. I'm different to you, you're different to me. And yet again, going back to COVID-19, 2% may get it, another 2%, 1%, another 1%, half a percent could go on to die. And it does seem to appear that if you are a smoker, uh, you are more prone to get it. But to tell you something which affects all of us, death. The Word of God says how it is appointed unto man wants to die, wants to die. But after this judgment, and that's why we continue to get the gospel out as and when we can. One more time. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms. At the time, the most prominent on the face of the earth. The beauty of the Chaldees' excellency shall be as when God, not the devil, as when God, not mankind, as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, just flattened it, burned it to the ground. Only Lot got out with his family and he had to be dragged out, picturing a carnal Christian. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. Well, as of right now, if you go to Babylon, which is in Iraq, it's open for business. I think was it five or six years ago, the Americans built the biggest embassy in the entire world in Babylon. And from memory, five and a half thousand American civil servants worked in Babylon when Saddam was in Iraq, early 1980s. He started to rebuild uh, Babylon. He thought he was a reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. And the first Iraq-Iran war kicked off, was it mid-1980s? And you had Britain and America, Germany and France and other countries supplying both sides. And you got Muslims killing Muslims. And those in the West were just sitting back on their hands laughing at Mohammedans killing each other. And of course you had a crack at Kuwait. 1990 was it? 1991. And Bush Sr. said uh, get out of Kuwait and if you don't get out we will kick you out. And he was forced out of Kuwait. And he said, uh, but I thought the Americans were on my side. Of course, they tricked him. Fast forward to the second Gulf War. And by the end of 2003, was it? He was found in a hole, disheveled, beard everywhere, a bit like Nebuchadnezzar. Of course, Nebuchadnezzar had uh, claws like an animal. And I discussed that this morning. And also Dan was dragged out of a, was it a tunnel from memory or a sewage hole from memory? And that infamous pitch of an American doctor putting his hands into Saddam's mouth. Uh, looking into his nose, I mean, humiliating him. And uh, he'd be hung, I think, 12 months after that. And that was an interesting picture of a evil man falling, how the mighty fall. It shall never be inhabited, well, it is right now. Neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, well, it is right now. So clearly, this is eschatological. Neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. It'll be off limits. Revelation 18, when it goes down, it goes down, never to return. Or it's like this, if you saw a man carrying a cross out of Jerusalem, you knew one thing, that he wasn't going back into Jerusalem. Once the Lord steps in to destroy someone or something, there's no, there's no way back. There's no way back from a catastrophe. And once Babylon collapses, Revelation 17 and 18, it is all over. But look at verse 21. But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there. 
and the houses shall be full of doleful creatures. The owls shall dwell there, and satyrs shall dance there. Now, if you think back to Greek mythology, like half men, half goat, or uh, the gods coming down from heaven, having sex with the women, we'll go back to Genesis chapter 6, how these sons of God saw women that were fair, took them for their own, and some kind of unholy union took place it has been suggested that not only were those fallen angels or devils having intercourse with women which is certainly plausible but they gave birth to a hybrid a hybrid half animal half human how does that work i don't really understand but that's one of the reasons why the lord flooded the entire world uh, the entire world but while beasts of the desert shall lie there and the houses shall be full of doleful creatures like sorrowful like melancholy or melancholy and owls shall dwell there owls wild beasts satyrs shall dance there so you've got a picture of a nation babylon which like i say today is modern day iraq you can go onto google maps look up babylon look up uh, baghdad or basra where the brits were based back in 2003 2004 a war which we couldn't win when i say we america too America hasn't won a war since uh, 1945. She couldn't win in uh, Korea. She couldn't win in Vietnam. We barely won in the Falklands. <coughs> but we lost Gulf War 1, Gulf War 2. Afghanistan was a huge failure. We couldn't win those wars. You say, why would that be? Well, because we haven't got the, uh, the backbone, the uh, resilience to win. You're fighting an idea, and you can't beat an idea. And that's why I took the Brits over 40 years to really uh i won't say defeat the ira because they weren't defeated per se but they were put into a a corner which they couldn't get out of thanks to the americans finally coming on board and forcing the catholic ira to stop uh, murdering british troops uh, ulster men and women and even their own people but the west haven't won a war since 1945 but here you got satyrs you've got owls wild beast of the deserts affiliated connected to babylon which goes back to a three-dimensional world that we all live in for example you see me here at the open air pulpit this morning if i was to jump out of camera shot just for a couple of seconds looks very pretty to you and is very pretty it's very sunny sunnier than usual very mild people are enjoying the sunshine and the weather and yet there's every chance that behind me what you can't see are devils demons and perhaps dragons as well but a satyr is half human half goat and you think back to the book of genesis like i say chapter six to be more precise when those sons of god came down from heaven and job one says they came from heaven so they are angelic uh, not human they saw women daughters of men and they decided to have relations with those women and those those women fell pregnant and it could be that goliath was one of the descendants uh, of uh, that union of course when the lord flooded the entire world it is possible that some of those mythological creatures which aren't so mythological went back into the earth under the earth and they stayed there and i'll give you some verses to show that show that they will return one day from the earth again 22 and the wild beasts of the islands shall cry in the desolate houses and dragons 
in their pleasant palaces. And a time is near to come, and a day shall not be prolonged. Wild beasts of the islands cry in their desolate houses. Dragons, not dinosaurs, dragons, in their pleasant palaces. Palaces all over the world. And I've seen the paper this morning that the Queen is upset that she can't spend Christmas in one of her castles in Sandringham. She's got, I think, eight castles all over the UK. And she'll be forced to go back to Windsor. Yet another castle. It's a palace. And if you go to the Middle East today, your Islamic dictators all have palaces, but behind those leaders are satyrs, owls, dragons. Go to Leviticus chapter 17. So the mark of the beast, as I understand it, will be mandatory, obviously, once a church has been removed. And you can either take it in the right hand or in the forehead. Once you take it, you cannot be redeemed from it. There are some dispensationalists who say if you cut your hand off, you can uh, get rid of the mark of the beast. But of course, if you take it in the forehead, how do you get rid of it then? And you say, well, you get decapitated uh, and you go to glory. But it doesn't work that way. Once you take the mark of the beast, you are forever damned. And here, John MacArthur some years ago saying it would be possible to take it and to be redeemed wasn't only uh, shocking to hear. But it reinforced my understanding how apostasy is all over the place. Uh, Leviticus 17, look at verse 7. And they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils, after whom they have gone a whoring. This shall be a statute forever unto them throughout their generations. Devils, sacrifices. Verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and unto his sons, and unto all the children of Israel, and say unto them, this is a thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying, What man soever that be of the house of Israel, that killeth an ox, or lamb, or goat, satyr, half animal, half human, like a goat, like the Baphomet, in the camp, or that killeth it out of the camp, and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord, Blood shall be imputed unto him, uh, excuse me, blood shall be imputed unto that man. He hath shed blood, and that man shall be cut off among his people. The Lord is interested in blood, always has been. If you go back to the book of Exodus, on one occasion the Lord said to the Jews, If you put blood over the doorpost, when I come to slay Pharaoh's firstborn, <clears throat> if I see the blood, I will pass over. I won't. Uh, allow you to lose your lives and they all put the blood over the doorpost picturing the cross of christ of course and blood is very much neglected in bible studies today five to the end that the children of israel may bring their sacrifices which they offer in the open field even that they may bring them unto the lord unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation unto the priest and offer them for a peace offering and offer them for peace offerings unto the lord so again, blood was part of the Old Testament sacrificial system. It goes way back to Genesis. Offer sacrifice. Cut the throats of the animal. If you think of Abraham and Isaac, he was told to offer up his only son, his one and only son. Of course, he had two sons. One was the promised seed. The other was not. And he was about to offer up Isaac. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, stop. You proved yourself to me. And within seconds of hearing the voice from heaven, 
he saw was it a ram caught uh, tangled up somewhere and he went and got the ram sacrificed it and the Lord accepted it there's something about the blood that Almighty God is really interested in in fact keep your hand there and go to Leviticus I think it's seven from memory uh, was it chapter 11 I want the verse which says for the life is in the blood uh, well there's something about the life in the blood the blood offering the life or the life is inside of the blood if you take a blood test for example uh, you can tell a lot about a person's health for example do they have high blood pressure or not do they have cancer or not uh, how high is their cholesterol a good blood test will tell you a lot about a person's well-being I haven't got the verse marked here but the point I want to make this morning is that there is something about the blood which the Lord is really interested in uh, come back to that in a minute I think either chapter 7 or chapter 11 but for the Old Testament the Lord wanted to see the blood and when he saw it over the doorpost of the Jews uh, he passed over and the angel of the Lord didn't uh, wipe any of the Jews out whereas the uh, Egyptians decided to ignore the Lord's uh, commandments and of course they paid with their lives uh, for not believing which goes back to two groups of people those that believe and those that do not I'll come back to that in a minute uh, Leviticus uh, 17 7 again they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils after whom they've gone a whoring this should be a statute a statue a statute a statute forever like a commandment an ordinance a statute forever unto them throughout their generations go to second chronicles second chronicles 11 uh, pick it up in verse 14 for the levites left their suburbs and their possession and came to judah and jerusalem for jeroboam and his sons I cast them off from executing the priest's office unto the Lord so Jeroboam was a thorn in the side for Rehoboam and Rehoboam was uh, Solomon's son but if you go back to the time of Solomon uh, he had this issue with uh, Jeroboam who started off being well received into the courts of Solomon blessed of the Lord and he starts off well but ends bad and he was a thorn in the side of Solomon all of his life because Solomon, like lots, was carnal, was backslidden, wouldn't put the old man down, would always feed the flesh. And that's what you're told to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 15. And he ordained him priests for the high places and for the devils and for the calves 
which he had made. Go back to the book of Exodus, you got the golden calf incident. Aaron, Israel's first high priest, got caught up in the frenzy, a bit like COVID-19. Take the jab. If you take it, we can release you from lockdown, allow you to go back into civilization, start to live and breathe again. And after taking the jab, you start to feel rough, you feel sick, and the lockdown is kept in place because the vaccine perhaps doesn't work. They put poison into you, but let's say it does work. There's no guarantee that even if it, even if it did work, that lockdown could be lifted and people can go back to normality. And as it was back in the days of uh, Aaron getting caught up in the frenzy of the moment, uh, so it is today. Church leaders are absolutely silent, towing the line of the government. The media, like I say, are doing nothing to question the government. But here, Jeroboam, king of uh, Israel, ordained in priests for the high places, not the uh, Levites, but a second class of priests, and for the devils, and for the calves which he had made, like an ox, like a bull or a cow, Every religious system is fascinated with animals. If you think of uh, Hindus, for example, uh, they're very careful what they eat. They can't eat meat because they believe if they eat meat, they are eating their ancestors. If you think of India, for example, the River Ganges, for example, the most filthy piece of water in the world. And uh, the Indian governments are terrified to prohibit people going into the water because they feel that when the people go into the water or the people want to go into the water because the people feel it is, it is holy and the government predominantly secular Sikhs and secular Hindus and some Islamic representation as well I would imagine but for the most part the majority of Indian, the Indian government is Hindu and Sikh are absolutely silent and that water is filthy and they worship the animal and I think it's India and the cow is put into a very special class you can't even uh, beat the animal because it could be somebody's ancestor but devils calves which he made the high places again many times in the old testament even samuel would celebrate worship at the high places it was a negative thing to do it had negative connotations but it's interesting when you go back to the blood in uh, the blood uh, issue and uh, how the lord would use blood to cover the sins of his people they couldn't take the sin they couldn't take the sin away from the person only christ could take the way uh, could take sin away forever but the blood would cover the person's sin until the messiah would come to finally take it away and yet there are two words which begin with r which are heavily neglected like reconciliation if you get a chance study the words that end with ion reconciliation justification sanctification adoption uh, regeneration sanctification many words i think around 12 from memory but the word reconciliation is a fascinating word and we are reconciled to god by what we do but we are rejected by god for what we do not do in other words we are saved we are reconciled by believing on him but we are rejected for not believing on him the worst sin for an unsaved person to commit is the sin of unbelief but the worst sin that a saved person can do is of course a sin of idolatry and I, I wonder sometimes why we don't hear more sermons uh, concerning the wonderful term reconciliation reconciled to God through the blood of his uh, his son offered forgive the forgiveness of sins through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ 
So therefore, one final time, we are saved by what we do like believe, but we are condemned by what we do not do like our refusal to believe. And he ordained him priests for the high places and for the devils and for the calves which he had made. In fact, the verse I was looking for, I think it's chapter 17, uh, Leviticus 17. 17, 11. I knew there was a 11 there. <laughs> for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. So the life is in the blood, and the life of the flesh is in the blood, to be more precise. And like I say, do a blood test on anyone. You can tell a lot about a person's health by testing their blood. And the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. So the Old Testament, the blood was absolutely essential to cover your sin until Christ came along to take away your sin. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Go to Isaiah 31, so if you get the chance, study words end with I-O-N. Uh, predestination, another good one. Uh, sanctification, and all these words are heavily neglected in church circles today, but reconciliation, we are reconciled to God through our faith in Christ, his shed blood, of course, but we will be rejected by God by our lack of faith in his shed blood. Isaiah 34, so we began in Isaiah 13, was it? Uh, so many verses in my mind. We began in Isaiah 13 go to Isaiah 34 this is one of the most mysterious chapters in the entire Bible uh, we did two videos looking at Deuteronomy 27 28 the most terrifying chapters in the Bible and uh, like I said a few moments ago the Old Testament has some great sermon outlines the Old, Tes uh, the Old Testament is heavily neglected by most church leaders uh, most church leaders will preach on maybe two or three books in the New Testament. And many years ago when I first got saved, somebody said this. They said, uh, if you can get Revelation down and get Romans down and get uh, Ephesians down, you've got everything down. A lot of truth in that, but not completely true or not completely the whole story. I think it was two days ago, Patrick was listening to a sermon online uh, by the late Adrian Rogers. And Adrian Rogers was a Baptist, I think. Uh, not a bad preacher. I wouldn't say he was a scholar, but he wasn't a bad preacher. And Patrick, every so often, likes to listen to some of his messages. And Rogers was giving a story of a guy who approached him one day. And he said to Rogers, I'm having trouble understanding the Bible. And uh, Rogers said to this guy, uh, are you a Christian? And he said, well, no. And, the guy, and Rogers said to the guy, well, if, if you're not a Christian, this book isn't for you. Now, there's some truth in that. This book is written to saved people. And of course, if you're not born again, uh, this is a closed book to you. And he went on to say, Rogers, to this uh, unsaved man, could have been the town atheist, perhaps, I don't know, but he said this, he said, uh, the Holy Ghost will bring every verse alive to you and open every verse in the Bible to you. In other words, if you are a Christian, uh, the Spirit of God will allow you to know every verse in the Word of God. And I thought, but that's not true. 
And as you were telling me that, Patrick was telling me that, I said, uh, but didn't Peter say how uh, some of what Paul wrote was very difficult to understand? Couldn't quite comprehend it. How many times the apostles were told about the Lord's imminent death, burial and resurrection, and they still didn't quite get it. So that's not completely true to say that if you are born again, every verse in the Bible is available to be understood. You've got to study this book. This book is deep. This book is tough. This book isn't just about living a good life or staying on the straight and narrow. This book outlines all of the kingdoms of the world. This is the only history book that has ever been written and has survived. This is the only book about creation that has been written and has survived. Isaiah 34, let's pick it up in verse uh, 5. For my sword, Jehovah speaking, shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Idumea, and upon the people of my curse to judgment. Idumea, Edom, and of course uh, Ishmael, and uh, Esau were connected with Edom, and of course Edom is modern day Jordan. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness, not in the sense of being overweight, but in the sense of substance. The fatness was uh, incredible to behold. And with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of kidneys, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord hath a sacrifice in Bozrah, and a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. So the worst is still to come. World War I was horrific, as was World War II. The first Gulf War came and went. We didn't win it, like I said. The second Gulf War came and went. We didn't win it, like I've already said. The uh, war in Afghanistan lasted for, was it 15 years? We couldn't win it. The Americans, the Canadians, the Australians, the British, at its peak, were the 30 countries involved in Afghanistan. We couldn't, be, we couldn't win. We couldn't beat the uh, Taliban. We couldn't beat uh, Al-Qaeda. We couldn't beat the Mujahideen and all that crowd. We couldn't beat them. Because they had a will. They had a resolve. They had a belief system. And you can't defeat a belief system. You can corrupt it. You can manipulate it, but you cannot defeat it. You've got all these young Westerners going to Middle Eastern countries, unsaved, lost, don't really want to die, and they're fighting people who want to die and get their virgins and be in paradise forever, perpetual sex. And you've got these young Western squaddies being sent overseas. I mean, no wonder they couldn't win. The Falklands was the last major war that we won, just about. I think we sent three aircraft, uh, three aircraft carriers uh, from Britain to uh, the Falklands, 8,000 miles, took weeks to get there. And I think somebody once said, had we lost uh, one of the three carriers, the entire war would have been just lost. We were very vulnerable back in the 1980s. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. Hebrews 4 says the Bible is the word of the Lord. The sword of the Lord cuts both ways, of course. But here, this is a physical sword, I do believe. It is made fat with fatness, and with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord hath a sacrifice in Bozrah, and a great slaughter in the land of Idumea. Back again to animals like goats, lambs. Some football teams in America have animal mascots that represent their uh, football teams, not so much in the UK, but in the US. 
You think of the American dollar bill, is it the Phoenix? On their money, or go back to Germany, World War II, was it the eagle, part of their emblem? Man has an interest in animal, or the Freemasons, the Baphomet, half man, half animal, and the unicorns, verse 7, shall come down with them, and the bullocks with the bulls, and the land shall be soaked with blood, and the dust made fat with fatness, unicorns, an animal with a singular, single horn, and some say it's another mythological creature, and yet in Indonesia, up until very recently, unicorns were seen, and the book of uh, Psalms also describes unicorns in great detail. Fit is the day of the Lord's vengeance, and the year recompenses like payback for the controversy of Zion. Who's he speaking to? Verse 1 Come near, ye nations, to hear, and hearken, ye people, ye people. Let the earth hear, and all that is therein, the world, and all things that come forth of it. So the Lord is gathering all nations to him to wipe them all out. Israel will be spared. Of course, that concerns saved Jews that believe in Jesus Christ. But the nations are as a drop in the bucket, so it's counted as nothing. And here the nations are being summoned to Jehovah, but behind the nations are these animals. Could be the Baphomet, could be the Satyr dancing around. Such strange creatures, such a mysterious chapter this. Unicorns are going to be appearing, and here, picturing unclean animals, I should also say. And the streams thereof, verse 9, shall be turned into pitch, like pitch black, and the dust thereof into brimstone, and the land thereof shall become burning pitch, a burning stream, a pitch of the lake of fire. It shall not be quenched night nor day. The smoke thereof shall go up forevermore. For, excuse me, the smoke thereof shall go up forever. From generation to generation it shall I waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. Notice it goes from night to day. We say day and night. We go from day to night. But the Jews go from night to day. We write from left to right. The Jews go from right to left. This is an oriental book. It shall not be quenched night nor day. The streams from verse 9. The smoke thereof shall go up forever. From generation to generation it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. So during the thousand year reign, and Isaiah 34 is picturing the thousand year reign <coughs> of King Jesus. Again, this book is about a king and a kingdom. People on the new earth, we are in New Jerusalem of course, but those on the new earth, those that are born during the thousand year reign, need to be born again, obviously saved during the thousand year reign. Those that are not born again, those that don't dance the tune of the Lord Jesus Christ, will not only see the lake of fire, but according to one commentary, will be thrown into the lake of fire. Whether or not this is the final lake of fire isn't overly clear. It could be a picture or a type, but nonetheless those who are living on the, on the new earth will see this lake of fire burning and you speak to Jehovah's Witnesses or Seventh-day Adventists, just two groups that come to my mind, uh, they don't believe in hell. And I'm always puzzled by those that don't believe in hell, and yet give their whole lives, knocking on doors, trying to get people into their system. Patrick knows a pioneer in the Jehovah's Witnesses, and I've spoken about this guy a couple of times over the last few months, and he's been in the JWs all of his life, second generation, I believe, 
And it's interesting what people tell us on the streets. Uh, and the JWs are into what's called double separation, if you don't know. Like, they don't mix with anybody at all outside of their circle. They just stick with their own, which is partly scriptural, but not completely. And he was telling Patrick that when he was a younger man, he's 60, I think, at the moment. But when he was a younger man, he was driving a Daimler Sovereign, a beautiful British car. Very elitist, very uh, upmarket. So I was quite surprised to hear this story. His father was a printer, made a lot of money, most printers do. And this JW worked for his father in the printing game and was driving. I'm not sure if it was, if it was his car or his father's car, maybe in his father's car. A beautiful Daimler Sovereign worth more than your average house <laughs> in the UK. And he was driving down the road in this Daimler Sovereign and he crashed it. And it was a write-off, apparently his father wasn't very pleased. And he never drove again after that. I guess he had some kind of a phobia. I thought, isn't that interesting? Double separation? We don't mix with non-JWs. We only mix with our own, like the uh, the Amish or the Hasidic Jews, very picky who they mix with. And yet this JW driving a £100,000 car. And I thought the JWs went into uh, worldliness. They're supposed to be uh, living moderate lives. Again, a massive contradiction. But the Cormorant, 11 Cormorant, and the bitten shall possess it. Going back to Babylon, going back to the Lord's judgment. The owl also and the raven shall dwell in it. And he shall stretch out and he shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. He got animals once again being pictured as being somehow connected with nations. I think Britain had the griffin at the height of the British Empire. But the Cormorant, Cormorant, and the bittern shall possess it, claim it. The owl also, and the raven shall dwell in it. And he shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. This is an amazing piece of scripture, mostly neglected. Most people, if they preach it or if you have any reference Bibles, will spiritualize it. But let's just take it literally. Animals, mostly unclean animals. You couldn't eat these animals, incidentally. But of course, they are pictures of devils demons they shall call the nobles thereof to the kingdom but none shall be there and all their princes shall be nothing and thorns shall come up in her palaces 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 of westminster palaces of the queen's palaces or islamic leaders palaces nettles and brambles and the fortresses thereof and it shall be an habitation of dragons and a court for owls. You got owls, you got dragons, you got unicorns, you got uh, ravens, all being connected with this lake of fire. Uh, verse 8, verse 9, burning in this lake of fire. And those on the new earth will see this, and I guess we will as well, those of us which are saved. And you go back to Nebuchadnezzar's palace, or the uh, Tsar of, of uh, the Iranian Tsar, what was his name? Uh, the uh, Tsar of Persia, who was bumped off, and the uh, Ayatollahs replaced him, late 1970s was it, and he was a very well-to-do man, or uh, Chachasco, or other leaders, going back to Romania, or Mrs. Marcos, in uh, the Philippines, had uh, thousands of shoes, lived in palaces, literally, but behind those palaces were unclean spirits. 14. The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island and a satyr 
shall cry to his fellow. The screech owl also shall rest there and find for herself a place of rest. So again, satyr, half goat, half man, the goat god, basically. The Freemasons have the Baphomet. Uh, most music videos you see stars dressing up uh, to be half animal, half human. Madonna, Beyonce, Kylie Minogue, was it Kylie Minogue? Uh, Swift Taylor, all these stars, all selling their soul to the devil. Uh, Riona, is it? Or Riona? 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 Uh, Riona, is it? And others like her dressing up as animals. Lady Gaga. I mean, all these people are just messed up, devil possessed, worshipping animals. I remember some years ago speaking to a sister who was writing a book about Madonna. She wrote two books about Madonna. I never got a chance to read them, but they were written apparently. And she said during her research of Madonna, she uh, discovered, much to her shock, that Madonna was into bestiality. And she didn't want to go into much more detail than that. She didn't need to. I thought, yep, I can well believe it. There shall the great owl make her nest and lay and hatch and gather under her shadow. There shall the vultures also be gathered, everyone with her mate. You've got owls, you've got... Uh, vultures, the screech owl, the satyr, the wild beasts of the island, all these unclean animals which you couldn't eat, all pictures of demons or devils or perhaps both. There should the great owl make her nest and lay and hatch and gather under her shadow. There should the vultures also be gathered everyone with her mate. Go to 1st Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, look at verse uh, 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. So, like, like I said a while ago, you've got three groups of people going way back to uh, the Babel incident. You've got the Negroes, the Caucasians, the Orientals, but as far as God is concerned, for this uh uh, dispensation you've got Jews if I know in verse 32 you've got Gentiles and the Church of God so if you are a born-again Christian you are neither Jew nor Gentile you're neither male or female you are in the Church of God but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice unsaved people they sacrifice the devils and not to God and I would not that he should have fellowship with devils so the context is breaking bread and uh, go back to verse uh, 14 from this piece of scripture wherefore my dearly beloved flee from idolatry that's the worst sin a saved person can commit the worst sin an unsaved person can commit is a sin of unbelief i speak as to wise men judge you what i say the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of christ the bread which we break is it not the communion of the body of christ breaking of bread of course Behold Israel, verse 18, after the flesh, are they not are they are not they which eat of the sacrifices, partakers of the altar? What say I then? That the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. But I say, here's the context again, but I say that the things which a Gentile sacrifice, going back to Isaiah 13, 34, and uh, also Leviticus. 
17 the Gentiles lost people they sacrifice to devils like uh, the satyrs the screech owls there was a pop band back in the 1960s called the birds like I say many mascots uh, in the US are based on animals and behind those uh, football teams or sport teams are unclean spirits 20 again but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice lost people they sacrifice the devils satyrs screech owls ravens birds and not to God and I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils you cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils and that's why you're told to be separated from unsaved people not double separation like the JWs do where you don't talk to anybody at any time about anything uh, but you want to have fellowship with Catholics especially you can't go to mass with them and be in their church system <clears throat> because their rock is not our rock in fact that JW that I was talking about a few minutes ago he was saying that during the lockdown because they were told to get off the streets from head office in America what they were doing uh, was going through the electoral roll and phoning people up trying to contact people are you feeling sad are you feeling lonely is life passing you by can we send you a watchtower magazine and many people say yes I'm very lonely please can you help me out and of course once they got your details you are forever on their mailing list so two types of fellowship the pure the church worshiping God in spirit and in truth the impure the Gentiles trying to approach in their own way through devils through mediums through clairvoyances or seances through witches through those that are into the occult especially and here Paul says you can't be yoked up with unsaved people go to Revelation chapter 18 man is infatuated with the occult uh, with spiritualism if you think of uh, Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings I haven't seen either but I know they are very very popular and uh, people like to watch them and in those programs or uh, movies call them what you will you've got half animal half human people say well, this is all mythology but of course when Isaiah wrote Isaiah what was that 700 BC he wrote it in Hebrew and of course only the Hebrews could read the Old Testament because it was only written for the Hebrews many years would go by before the Old Testament was put into Greek the Septuagint which I believe was written after Christ not before and yes you had Greek mythology like Zeus and uh, Mercury and uh, other gods that you read about in the book of Acts but Revelation 18 Revelation 18 look at verse 2 and he cried mightily with a strong voice going back to last week the saved preached very loudly like Elizabeth when Mary came to visit her and as she spoke very loudly this is how the babe being John leaped in his mother's womb contrast that to devils we know you you are the holy one of God devil possessed people and he cried mightily with a loud voice but here this is in reference to an angel verse 1 saying Babylon the great is fallen not great as in good but great like as in grave uh, like in grave like in 
like an abomination. It's fallen, finally, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So, when Babylon finally collapses, the power vacuum is obviously fully underway. You've got these birds trying to escape. Of course, these birds are demons, which goes back to all of your infamous leaders, all of them, have all been devil-possessed at least once in their life. I think it was Frank Norris, the famous American preacher, went to Germany back in the 1930s to see Adolf Hitler preach, and he was a great preacher. But of course he preached the wrong message, you understand. And I think back in the 1930s, early 30s, Hitler was very popular all over the world. Uh, members of the British government, the American government, the uh, elite aristocracy were very much in love with uh, Adolf Hitler, a Roman Catholic by birth, also into the occult. And Norris went to one of his rallies, it could be in Nuremberg, I forget where it was, and he said uh, he got on stage, this is Hitler of course, and he had a great uh, tactic. He would arrive in an auditorium, 90,000 strong, and he would just stand. And say nothing for two, three, four, five minutes. Or he'd be playing with his paper. 90,000 people waiting to hear their Fuhrer preach. And he'd make them wait and wait and wait. I mean, he was a master when it came to playing an audience. And after mo uh, many moments of absolute silence, must have felt like forever, he would open his mouth and off he would go. He would preach an hour, two hours. He was the first politician to fly from A to B, campaigning on aircraft. And of course, the German people thought the world of him. But Norris, who was in the audience at the time, said uh, something changed in him. He arrived, not a particularly tall guy, average weight, and to look at him you think he was probably a waiter or just an ordinary nondescript person. But when he got up and started to preach, his tone changed, his demeanour changed, and it's fair to say that the devil inside of him came alive. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen. Going back to Genesis 11. Babel has finally fallen and the Lord kicks them all out and off they go to the four corners of the of the earth in speak, uh, speaking in different languages to inhabit the, uh, the world so on and so forth. Babylon the greatest fallen has fallen and has become the habitation of devils, devils, devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of the unclean and hateful bird. Babylon could be Iraq today like I say uh, of course, there's two parts to Babylon. You've got ecclesiastical and uh, economical Babylon. Ecclesiastical is religious, chapter 17, like the Church of Rome. And of course, economical Babylon. Places like Wall Street, uh, City of London, stock markets around the world. And I think it's Clarence Larkin who said uh, before Christ returns, Babylon the Great, being Iraq, will, be, uh, will, will uh, reappear and it'll be Nebuchadnezzar Mark II of course when he wrote his book back in 1916 Dispensational Truth the Church of Rome weren't as, weren't as powerful then as they are now I think John Twenty-Third was the first Pope to meet foreign leaders up close and personal and I think 
Paul the sixth, Paul the sixth, Montini was the first pope to fly overseas. And of course, one of the places he went would be to the UN in America, where he went into the prayer room where the one eye is present. Uh, the Church of Rome have been very subtle for a long period of time, and that's why most Christian leaders don't know what to do about the Church of Rome, and they give her a clean bill of health, or they overlook her transgressions. Jump down to verse uh, 23. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Like drug abuse, like yoga, like meditation. Uh, transcendental medica- uh, meditation, do they call it? All that stuff which the Beatles are into, and the Rolling Stones, the Kinks back in the 1960s, now today stars all into it. They go to India, meet the yoga, not the yoga, they meet their holy man, the shaman. But if you go back to Bhagwan, uh, the Indian mystic who went to America, 1980s, took over a large section of Oregon. I forget the name of the town, and he arrived in his hundreds. They took over the entire town or an entire town in Oregon and it got so bad that the FBI were called in to try and expel Bagwam who was what 59 when he died Indian guru was into uh, hypnotism he was a psycho he was a psychologist by profession not much of a preacher and they showed some of his clips and I watched some of his clips a while ago and I thought why do people fall for that type of a preacher and you got people from Australia Germany and uh, America flying to India to sit at his feet to learn from uh, the yogi, and that's what they call him, the yogi, the Indian teacher. And uh, people bought their money, gave him their money, and he went to America where he really made an absolute fortune. Had 20 Rolls Royces, was like a king, and his main message was have as much sex as you want, do what you want, whenever you want, as would. Alistair Crowley say, do as thou wilt, and towards the end of his time in Oregon, he had a couple of women, a couple of secretaries, one was Indian, the other was Australian, they thought the world of this guy, and uh, they decided that uh, Bagwam's doctor was getting so powerful, was so close to the great holy man, uh, the shaman, I think that's what they call him, the the guru, we'll call him a guru, for use of a better word, (laughs) And they got so jealous of this doctor's influence with Bagwam that they decided to attempt to kill the doctor. Well, it failed, and they fled from uh, America to uh, Germany. An arrest warrant was issued for both of them. They were forced to be flown back to America, uh, extradited back to America, and they got 10 years each in prison. And they were interviewed last year, both unrepentant. I thought this guy's been dead since 1992 and got these these two women both had to rebuild their lives and the lady from Australia took her children with her to this uh, commune in uh, Oregon and even now 20 years after his death and years after doing time for their guru were still unrepentant for thy merchants were the great men of the earth for by thy sorceries drug abuse and the word sorcery is pharmaceutical. 
going back to what I said last week, Johnson & Johnson are now enjoying the contract, have been given a contract by Trump to put the vaccine out. Woody Johnson, the American ambassador, which I discussed last week, is a cousin of the Johnson & Johnson empire. We've got two guys in the UK, we've got a guy called uh, Witty and a guy called uh, Vance. I think it's Vance, Patrick Vance, and Patrick Vance is the Prime Minister's senior advisor on tropical diseases. So Patrick Vance, I think it's Vance or Lance, I'll stick with Vance, and apparently he's been selling some of his shares in the pharmaceutical industry. These guys are all linked up to the pharmaceutical industry. And that's why when they speak about an endemic, pandemic, and mass vaccines, always be suspicious, because they are making a lot of money by their sorceries, were all the nations deceived. Go to chapter 19, 19, 17. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Could be literal, uh, literal uh, fowls, like uh, uh, birds, but it could also be devils, demons, like satyrs and screech owls, ravens, so and so forth, that you may eat the flesh of kings, leaders that survive the tribulation, those that go against God, premiers, leaders, like I say, and the flesh of captains, those over the armies, and the flesh of mighty men, the wealthy people, pharmaceutical companies, and the flesh of horses, eat the flesh of animals, and of them that sit on them, eat the riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. Go to chapter 9, and I'll pull all these verses together shortly. Chapter 9, last week we looked at idolatry, and uh, one of the reasons why the Church of Rome hate God is because they will not give up their idols, their devil dolls. Uh, 9, 20, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not, repented not, repented not of the works of their hands, going back to making idols and images, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold, idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see, nor hear, nor walk, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, drug abuse, different levels of drug abuse of course, not just meth or cocaine or heroin or cannabis but other types of medication, even prescribed medication can be addictive, not of their fornication, not just sleeping around with different people but worshipping other gods, nor of their theft, so even during the tribulation the Lord is plaguing people left, right and centre, trying to call people out of this system, in fact go to Revelation 18 like verse 4 and i heard another voice from heaven saying come out of her my people that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues for her sins have reached unto heaven like solomon gomorrah and god hath remembered her iniquities reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double. 
the Lord is calling out people to repent, to come out of this system. And if they don't, he will just wipe them out. But again, you've got two definitions of Babylon, ecclesiastical, like religious, Catholic Church, obviously, mother of harlots, ecclesiastical Babylon, uh, the money markets, of course. And if you go back to Revelation 9, uh, another verse on these unclean spirits coming up from under the earth. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pits. And he opened the bottomless pits, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. A literal angel comes down from heaven with a literal key to allow people to escape a literal place of holding and they came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power jump down to verse uh, 7 and the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold and on their faces were as a faces of men and they had hair as hair of women, as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and their breastplates as it were breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. These are monsters coming up under the earth during the tribulation. You say, what sort of animals? Well, go back to some of the children's cartoon shows that we all grew up watching. I know I did, like uh, Dungeons and Dragons or Godzilla or Scooby-Doo, all that stuff which kids have been watching since the 1950s. Half animal, half uh, human. Narnia, C.S. Lewis, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, all that stuff. There's a huge interest uh, for that type of a thing. Never really interested me, I must admit, even before I was saved, even less now that I am saved. But it would appear during the tribulation that these unclean spirits are going to come onto the earth from under the earth. And they look like women, uh, but the teeth are as the teeth of lions. Shapes of locusts were like unto horses. On their heads were as it were crowned like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. Half animal, half human. breastplates of iron sound of their wings was as a sound of chariots and many horses running to battle ten and their tails like unto scorpions and there were stings in their tails and their power was to hurt men five months and they had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in the hebrew tongue is abaddon but in the greek tongue hath his name apollyon like destroyer going right back to genesis make that exodus the destroyer comes to kill Pharaoh's firstborn. And of course, Pharaoh was into the worship of animals like the Sphinx and uh, the cat, very popular in Egyptian mythology. And the angel of the Lord, called the destroyer, was sent down from heaven to destroy Pharaoh's firstborn. And the Jews were spared because of the blood, picturing our salvation over their door. Of course, there's a picture of Christ's blood on the cross. 
and here history is once again repeating itself and these monsters half animal half demonic are going to come up from under the earth look like men and yet have long hair a lot of your pop stars are men obviously uh, some of the old pop stars like Mick Jagger nearly 80 years of age has very long hair looks very effeminate stick thin hasn't put on any weights in the last 50 years something about rock stars with long hair look like women <coughs> but they're men obviously in fact go back to the 1960s the Rolling Stones made an album called His Satanic Majesty was it? His Satanic Majesty and of course the Beatles album which album was it now? was it uh, one of the albums they made back in the 1960s uh, had pictures of famous people on the cover was it Penny Lane? no it may not be Penny Lane one of their famous albums and you've got Alistair Crowley on the cover of the LP you've got Adolf Hitler you've got Karl Marx a lot of dubious people and again the Stones, the Beatles paved the way for an entire generation of people to get caught up in this return to paganism satanism the worship of animals if you think back to the 1970s uh, Wicker Man very powerful film Wicker Man uh, a remake was made a few years ago not as good as the first and that poor police officer not a true story of course but there's a lot of truth in that story he goes to Scotland there's been reports of a missing child and he goes to this island in Spain uh, not Spain Scotland uh, in the Hebrides he flies in from the mainland and of course it's a trap and they get him to travel to this remote island he's a police officer on his own and they trap him and they sacrifice him to the gods of course so we've gone full circle really we're back to the time of the Egyptians if not before to the present to a return of unclean spirits coming up from under the earth to Rome on the earth half animal half human it's possible when the sons of God uh, saw the daughters of women they had relations with them I do believe that and produced this half animal half angel uh, crossbreed uh, how that works I don't quite understand and these women were giving birth to something like Rose, Rosemary's Baby remember that movie Rosemary's Baby uh, 1960s where the uh, uh, Mia Farrow gives birth to the Antichrist or Omen another uh, famous movie Omen where uh, the wife of uh, Gregory Peck gives birth to the Antichrist Hollywood are very good at copying the Bible but of course they don't really understand what they are doing because they aren't saved going back to the Adrian Rogers story yes it's true if you're not saved this book is closed to you these are pages which mean nothing to you they could be in Chinese or Japanese or Mongolian uh, for you care if, you are, if you're not saved but even after you are saved don't expect every book in the Bible to make sense to you you need to study this book really get it down if Peter couldn't understand everything that Paul wrote don't be surprised if you can't understand everything that is written but if you are saved if you have a if you have a humble spirit and inquire and an inquiring mind God Almighty will open this book up to you so I'll say a few things and wrap this message up from another beautiful uh, open-air pulpit morning what you see is very pretty in fact I'll just spin the camera 
to make my point again, very nice, very pretty to the human eye. You say, look at that lovely backdrop, double digits, but of course behind this, behind me, which you can't see, will be unclean spirits. There's an account back in the Old Testament when, was it Elijah? wanted to show one of his uh, disciples what was going on all around them and he says the Lord opened his eyes and he opened his eyes and he was shocked that the army of the Lord had been deployed to protect Elijah was it I think it was from memory if God wanted to he could switch on and allow people to see what is going on all around me all around us but because it would be too much for us to comprehend he allows us to walk by faith not by sight and he spares some of the awful images which will arrive in the tribulation and you won't be able to escape it when it does so i think i will sign up there and uh wish you every blessing and uh, look forward to returning to the pulpit maybe next week as the weather continues to be really glorious for this time of the year and uh, above all keep reading your bibles don't neglect your spirits and stay close to the lord and i will speak to you all soon in jesus name amen and amen <laughs>